Hello and welcome to another episode of the Welsh Rugby Podcast brought to you by Wales Online. My name is Matt Southcombe and by the power of technology, I am joined today by Ben James from Cape Town and Mark Orders from his attic. Uh, good afternoon, chaps. Good morning. Yeah, good afternoon. Are you okay? Good morning. It's still morning in uh, South Africa, so it's yeah, okay, even earlier okay. morning in, uh, in the UK. Right. It's been a long old tour. Um, it's been a long old tour. Obviously, we've got the teams now for the third and final and deciding Lions test. Warren Gatland has decided to roll the dice to a certain degree, Ben. Um, let's have a look at the squad. It, immediately, your eyes are drawn to the back three where Liam Williams and Josh Adams come in for Stuart Hogg and Anthony Watson. Uh, I suppose after the, the way the Lions lost the kicking game uh, last weekend, changes in that department were seemingly inevitable. Yeah, I mean, I get why Hogg was picked for the first two tests. Um, it was it was probably more to do with what he brings in phase play. Uh, and we, we saw that a little bit when the Lions got chances. You know, if they, they sort of attack down the blind side, Hogg's the perfect sort of guy to come in and step at first receiver. And given the fact that they haven't been able to get too many minutes for Henshaw and for Farrell and, and for other playmakers in, in this sort of on this tour having Hogg there as a sort of second playmaker in the backfield made sense but it's just the bread and butter stuff in the air hasn't really worked out in the last test and so yeah bringing Liam in and then bringing Josh Adams onto the wing makes makes perfect sense you know spoke to to Warren um this week I don't know when the quotes are live so I better not say too much about it um about how important the kicking game is you know there's a lot of frustration probably in the UK about how the Lions played in that second test. But the, the simple reality is, is the kicking game is so vital. You know, you look back to 2019 World Cup, who were the team that beat South Africa, New Zealand? How did they do that kicking game? Their two tries came from kicks. Wales nearly did the same. It was about kicking game. That's how they nearly beat them in semi-final. Like it or loathe it, the way to beat this box team is the kicking game. And it's, it is, it's a bit of a lottery, but I think when you sort of put players like Liam Williams and Josh Adams in that, that well, it, it sort of stacks the odds in your favour a little bit more. Yeah, Mark, about, about the time that, that Josh Adams was was unleashed in this test series? It really is. He um, he scores tries, but he's he's got an all-round game and um, chases hard. He achieves turnovers. He's decent in the air, and um, he is just a, a complete wing in many respects. I, I, I might have been tempted actually to keep Anthony Watson on the other wing, and uh, I just think that uh, Liam had to come in because, um, as uh, Ben stressed, uh, the kicker game is all important, and not uh, playing Liam Williams in. Uh, Either it not started with Liam, and either of the first two tests for me was was just a weird decision. It's, a, it's akin to going to a knife fight without a knife, really, and uh, that's not for me. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Josh will Josh will really uh, improve matters. He, he's he's on top of the basics, and uh, Gatlin knows that he can rely on him. Um, because he's delivered almost unfailingly for Warren Gatler whenever he's taken the field over the years. So, yeah, really good call. And uh, he certainly won't let the Lions down. No, absolutely. Ben, we saw, uh, uh, you have to forgive me, I can't remember who it was, but one of the 
the, the handful of very good sort of um, analysts on Twitter found a clip that showed that Dan Bigger was stepping up at times in the game, not at fly half, but instead on the blind side wing to chase after kicks. Uh, I think it was when they were down to 14 men in the second test. Now, if you're moving your fly half into that role, it feels like a fairly damning indictment of some of your back three players. Um, uh, yes, I know. I think it was Brett Igo, wasn't it? Who also pointed out that Dan only sort of completed three passes in the whole game. Which again is maybe a, a sort of damning indictment of how how the Lions are, uh, are asking uh, Dan Bigger to play. But I think you know Dan Bigger's always been the strongest player in terms of aerial ability, and, and Wales have always looked to him uh, to chase kicks for whatever reason. In the first test, I don't recall him ever putting up a, a kick and chasing himself. I just I don't think the Lions had really worked out a way to get him kicking from ten and also chase. So I think doing doing that where Connor Murray was box kicking and Dan was chasing was just a way of facilitating that. South Africa could see it coming, mind. Um, we were sort of I was sat about twenty yards away from um, Jacques Nianaba and all his coaching staff for my sins. They're not the not the quietest of bunch. Um, and he, you know, as soon as they saw where Bigger was standing, they were sort of calling down on their radio to to the water boy on the touchline, um, Jaco Johan or whatever his name is. Uh, basically saying here they're, they're, they're sort of set sorting out for the dragon. So they've already named that play the dragon. So uh, th- that tells you that they've 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 recognised that little weapon in the lion's armoury. Mm. Moving into the midfield, Marcus. You know, you look at this. This is probably feels like the the, the most comfortable centre partnership that the lions have named in this test series. It's the third partnership that. That Robbie Henshaw has been a part of, obviously Elliot Daly in the first test and Chris Harris in the second. Um, what do you like or dislike about Bundyaki coming in at twelve and Henshaw moving out one? Yeah, I, I like the fact that um, it's it's a combination uh, from the island setup. I like the fact that um, Bundyaki is is uncompromising in defence. He's achieved as many turnovers, I think, in uh, as anyone in the uh, anyone else in the Lions squad on this tour, I think with five, um, I think uh, I think he he will sort of uh, hit hard. He'll dent the game line, um, but above all, as to say, his understanding with Robbie Henshaw, well, I think has had a, a decent couple of tests really without being fantastic. Um, so yeah, I think I think of the partnerships. That are being used. Uh, I think this is a, a decent one. I didn't think Chris Harris did that badly. He wasn't involved much, but what he did, he did okay last weekend. Um, I just don't think he had. I don't think he had the ball. I think you could have put Mike Gibson uh, there, and he um, wouldn't have stood out because without the ball, of course, he can't do anything. Um, but I think that uh, yeah, above all, uh, it's combination and it's, it's a short tour and. Uh, as many workable combinations as possible uh, isn't going to hurt anyone. Yeah, I, I want to scoot past the halfbacks. Obviously, I know Ali Price is coming from Connor Murray. Um, want to get into the loose head though, Ben. When Jones comes in to start, that feels obviously overcoming his shoulder issue. Um, feels like a big selection. Yeah, yeah, massively. And um, you know, Warren spoken a lot about. 
how unfortunate it was for Wynn that he missed out on that first test. Sort of spoke how sorry they felt for him. He uh, missed the first test with basically a, a shoulder infection. I think he was not totally sure how that came about. My understanding was that he was uh, sort of receiving injections uh, for his shoulder. So you can only assume that the infections come about through that. It's taken him a couple of weeks to get back over, but yeah, now the fact that he's fully fit, it's it's massive because you know we 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 saw on Saturday that it was just all the reverse effect in the scrum. You know, Mako started, played sixty minutes, and then when he went off, you know, the scrum really struggled in that last twenty minutes when South Africa just sort of raced away with the game. Whereas in the first test, Mako was the one coming off the bench, and you know helping the Lions finish stronger. So having someone like Wynn to sort of anchor the anchor the scrum for the first 60 minutes and then Mako can come off the bench and add impact, that's that's ideal uh, for, for, for the Lions. Um, and yeah, more than anything, it's just something that, that Wynn deserves from a, from a personal point of view. You know, he's he's worked really hard to, to get to this point. It's, it's ironic that he's seen more Lions fans on his... Wales debut than he would have seen on this entire tour. Obviously, he made his debut four years ago in Auckland, I think, against Tonga. So um, it's been a strange and surreal sort of journey for Win, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see him get some reward. Yeah, and Ken Owens coming in at hooker mark, and you know the lineup wobbled a little bit when he came on, but perhaps that was more to do with the way that South Africa began um, competing in that area. Uh, Somebody Warren Gatland obviously knows and trusts. Uh, what do you make of, of him coming in for uh, Luke Owen? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think Gatland uh, is pretty certain, really, that it's going to be another robust, shall we say, contest. And uh, I was chatting to you this morning via instant message, Matt, and Ken hasn't missed a, a tackle all tour. And uh, he's a physical specimen, but he's he's just a galvanizer as well. And uh, I, I think he's there. He's, he's he fills that role for Wales as an emotional touchstone. And I think he could do the same for the Lions. Um, as I say, the the lineout sort of issues really. I I, I looking at at the stats. Um, Ken Stone. Uh, a few more awry than the others, but there's not a lot in it, to be honest. So, um, and of course, you know, when they brought on Lou Diego, it did really present huge problems to the Lions at the line-out. And uh, hopefully they can, uh, they'll have sorted those out in training this week. Um, but I think really that he, he is there for that um, that uh, fearlessness and, um, and just his physicality that he brings I sort of, um, I'd be mildly surprised that Jamie George hasn't featured at all in the tests uh, on this trip. Uh, in the uh, in the provincial games that he played, he uh, he did quite well, and um, with in defence uh, at the lineout and and around the field. So I'm marginally surprised that Jamie George uh, hasn't. Uh, earned a cap uh, in some guys, whether off the bench um, or or even maybe in an earlier test as a starter. But, um, yeah, Ken, good selection, I think, for this game. Yeah, looking, looking at the bench, Ben, your eyes are drawn to Finn Russell, um, Sam Simmons. You know, was, I guess the, the issue last week was when the game started going awry, Gatlin looked at the bench and there was nobody really there who could change it. 
Um, yeah. You know, particularly I'm looking at the back division. You know, you've got Finn Russell there now who could, you know, anything could, could happen, quite frankly. Uh, you know, is that how you view his selection? Is it kind of, you know, if the Lions are in a jam, you know, at least somebody is there that could do something ridiculous? Massively so. Yeah, I think um, last weekend it was notable. I think one of the first changes that was made was Farrell coming on for bigger and it just felt like, well, that's with the, with the greatest respect, Owen Farrell. He's a fantastic professional, a great, great player. Uh, someone I got a lot of respect for, but it's just it's more of the same, isn't it? You, you bring him on for bigger, and, and you're not going to change anything. You're just going to get exactly the same game plan you've been operating with for the last hour. So it just it just felt well. If we're chasing a game now, and the Lions were chasing the scoreboard massively in that last twenty minutes, it just felt well. You're not going to do anything. But with Finn Russell, at least you know you're going to make the South African defence think. Gatlin's spoken again about if the game opens up in that last 20 minutes. He said the same last weekend, and I don't think the game's never going to open up in, in this test series is the honest answer. But I think he's probably just being a little bit generous with that phrase. All he means is it might be one opportunity where Finn Russell puts someone through a gap or finds a, a cross kick. You know, South Africa's tries came from pinpoint cross kicks that broke the defence down. We haven't seen that from the Lions yet. We haven't seen what their kicking game can do in the attacking part of the field. We've seen how they kick for territory, but when it's come to 22, they haven't done a lot in the 22 on this tour. Their only tries come from a, a rolling mall. Uh, South Africa are quite happy to, to give away penalties just so you know the Lions don't really get any phase play in the 22. At some point, the Lions need to find a cutting edge, whether that's from a scrum, set set sort of set plays or kicking game and, and maybe that's where Finn Russell comes in. Yeah, Mark, one of the other selections on the bench from a Welsh point of view, uh, obviously Adam Beard, that that's, uh, you know, well, for him, that's nice to see a guy who came into the tour, you know, his selection was heavily criticised. Um, you know, he's had a good good year of rugby under his belt, you know, it's it's, it's nice to see him getting that opportunity and, and he's, he's also going to bring something off the bench as well. He will, and it's been a, it's been an amazing uh, story, really, for him um, over the last eight to nine months. Um, Craigie, you you rewind to October, November, and he was playing for the Ospreys, and he 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 was he he was as far away from the Lions as 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 all, as borderline most people could be, and um, dropped by Wales and seemingly with a, a difficult challenge just to get back into the Wales setup. But uh, he's, what I liked about him is uh, I liked his attitude. He, uh, he rolled up his sleeves for the Ospreys. He had two or three outstanding games, really, really good, um, leading the pack and excellent uh, in, in the middle of the line-out. And, you know, he, he sort of won his Wales place back and he had a good Six Nations. I just think he's been really good out there um, in South Africa too. Um, 100% impact on the game line and uh, he hasn't missed that many tackles uh, good in the line out uh, I saw it saw it on um, social media someone touting him as uh, Gatlin's Lou Diego and uh, off the bench and it's a decent comparison actually he's six foot eight and he can offer something that a uh, few of the other second rows can offer so um, great for Adam 
Uh, and he deserves it because of his attitude, which has been spot on all season. Yeah, Ben, just looking at the Springbok briefly, the two headlines uh, from their team is no Fafta Clerk and, and no Peter Steff to toy. Um, those are two massive losses. Obviously, you've got you know the World Player of the Year from from the World Cup year, and and then Fafta Clerk, who's obviously an outstanding rugby player. They are two big pieces uh, of shoes to fill. Oh, massively, and it's. It could it could well change how the the, the box look to play. Um, Peter Steph Dutoy, just any time there is even half a sniff of a counter ruck uh, in this series, he's he's driven the Lions off the off the ball time and time again to the point where I'm amazed that Gatlin hasn't changed the the back row up. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> particularly if you're gonna uh, maybe play a little bit looser. Which the, the some of their selections suggest they might do with Simmons and 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 Russell on the bench. I think you need to to sort of change your back row and how you sort of take them on in terms of maybe Tyke Byrne or Navidi. But yeah, Peter Steph to twice a, a massive loss. And then Faf, Faf the clerk, um, yeah, every everybody's favourite scrum half. Uh, in in terms of how he throws himself around the field. Again, that changes quite a lot. Cobus Reiner can come in, but he hasn't got the left-footed kicking game. He's more of a, a, a sniping scrum half, likes to feed off half chances, and you know he can he can go the distance if he gets a if he gets a sniff. But he's probably not going to bring that same sort of control um, fr- from the from the scrum half position in terms of pinning the Lions back with kicks, and he he doesn't defend in the same way that Fafterclerk does in sort of sort of jumping out and spot blitzing from random parts of the back line. That's something that the Lions have struggled with. Well, Conor Murray certainly did on Saturday night. So losing those two, yeah, it's not, not ideal for them. But they've got Cheslin Colby, um, which is, isn't too bad, despite the best efforts of the sighting commissioner. Or not, or not the best efforts, should I say. Perhaps... Uh... I think he's, he's done everyone a few favours, to be honest. He didn't do his okay, job. Okay. We're not going down that road. There's been enough <laughs> about that this week. Um, Mark, I just want to bounce back quickly to the Lions. No Falato. Um Seems like a big call. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I think it's a big call because I think uh, of the three number eights, I sort of said it before, really, that uh, Falato, I think, has got the highest ceiling to his game. But you can't deny that uh, Conan has played quite well on this tour. Again, you know, we, we're coming up to the final game. He, has, he hasn't missed a single tackle. Um, and his, um, his carrying figures are impressive as well. You know, he's, he's, he's carried the ball 60 metres more than the other two number eights. So I think that... Um, I think that it would have been a bit, maybe it might have been a bit harsh to drop Conan. But uh, Falato offers something almost unique, really, with his, uh, just with his all-round game and his, uh, his sort of uh, footwork in the white channels is outstanding. And in the space of six to eight or six weeks, he, he hasn't become a bad player. And um, I, uh, I would have found room uh, someone in the 23 for a, a fit to Lupe Falatel because I think he's a top class player. Um, but evidently, Gatland, as, as Ben touched on, 
Gatlin is rolling the dice and 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 selecting Sam Simmons. He he feels he'll offer something different, and he's he's a game changer. And in the at the final 15, 20 minutes, Gatlin is just hoping that he'll uh, he'll he'll bring to the Lions perhaps what he he brings to Exeter Chiefs and and maybe grab a try. And um, if he does, then um, yeah, you know both. Uh, Conan's selection and Simmons will be justified. Yeah. All right, Ben. Looking at the, let's take a step back a little bit and and assess where we are as a as a whole. Um, you know, we're approaching the final test of, of what has been, you know, a hell of a not just uh, well, I guess, hell of a few weeks. Let alone, you know, a tour in general. Um, you know, a lot's gone on. A lot has been said and written. Um, you know, we're not going to dive too deep into it but how do you how do you feel about this core in general now as we approach the final test it's it's been a, a bit of a slog at times but it's still the lions and, and it, you know should we be looking for the positives in all this um yeah possibly you might be asking the wrong man given the piece i wrote earlier in the week um I can't. I can't. I don't know. Maybe Mark, you you may disagree with this, but I I can't recall such a sort of weirdly spiteful and ugly tour as this. And I know the Lions. There's always contentious talking points. Sonny Bill four years ago. James Hall will stamp um, justice for backies twelve years ago. But this is just. It, it feels like it's dominated the rugby in a, in a way that previous tours haven't. Even sort of Duncan McRae, two thousand and one, as as horrendous as that was, it was on the pitch. It happened in a game, and it didn't overshadow the whole series. This, the whole, all this Razzy nonsense and Yako Johan, and um, just just all of it. It's just been so. I think spiteful is the word, and it's it's sort of seeped into social media, and, and that's why we ended up with a sixty-minute first half the other day. It's just this this state of paranoia over official decisions that starts on social media and then comes from the coaches as well. And, and if you're a referee, you you end up taking so much time because you want to please everyone, and in the end, you please no one. So that's. That's my feeling on the tour. It's, it's just been bizarrely spiteful. And, and, and in that sense, I've had a lot of messages from people saying, I can't wait for this tour to be over. Yeah. Is is shocking from a Lions tour. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with you a sec on this, Ben, because it's kind of your point. But is that perhaps, you know, you, t- you touched on all the things that have happened on previous tours. You know, there's also obviously the O'Driscoll thing in 2005. Um, it's not unusual for these things to happen, but I guess because the games have been so uninspiring, then it's easy for them to be overshadowed. I think if you look at the the other tours, the test matches, you know, 09, for example, the, the, the actual rugby was so entertaining that you almost, you know, you overlook and forget about the other stuff because there's yeah. so much. This, this time, it, it hasn't had that. So the only thing we've had to talk about really has been what's been fed to us by Razzy Erasmus and and all the rest of it. Yeah, plus the the Razzy stuff is a direct reason for why the the game on Saturday was so uninspiring. Yeah, because you, you know you, you go all out on Vimeo or Christ, who, who, who uses Vimeo in the world? 
Um, never heard of YouTubers, Razzie. But, you know, you go all out on, on Vimeo and you make that hour-long video, put the pressure on a referee, and then you, you get what you want. You know, what he wanted was a bloated first half where for every one minute played, there was three minutes of stoppages. And that's what the box wanted to live on, was the fact that their legs were never going to be taken out from underneath and their lungs were never going to be struggling. And in the second half, that, that worked for them. Yeah. Razzie got exactly what he wanted from this and it, it worked to perfection. The problem is, in doing so, he's opened Pandora's box and now it's, you know, it's just it's quite miserable, to be honest. Yeah. Mark, I'll, I'll come to you now. I know we can get it caught up in the the romantic side of it all, but, you know, how is it important that Saturday entertains and captures the imagination? I always... After the second test uh, last week, Sky put on a rerun of the 2009 test match straight after it. So I had it on in the background as we were working away. And it just hit home, you know, how much better that tour felt. Like there were fans there. The rugby was exciting. There was space on the field. You know, the Lions were trying to play a, a brand of rugby to beat the box. You know, I know it didn't work for them. Obviously, we all know how it panned out. But in terms of the entertainment factor, that game was unbelievable. And it felt like everything that what we're being served up now isn't. So is it important that, that Saturday is a good game of rugby? It is. It is. But um, Warren Gatland will undoubtedly feel that the, the sort of... Uh, the overriding objective is a statement of the obvious is to get the result. And uh, and in that respect, he's, he's, he, I can understand that. I mean, when people look back in 10 years' time, if the Lions win on if the Lions win this weekend, then then people might look at the history books and say, well, that, that was a stunning success. Um, they, they haven't won that often in South Africa over the years. And um so it, it will be quietly celebrated, if not for the quality of rugby. Uh, but yeah, going back to what Ben 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 was saying, I, I can remember, I go back quite a long way, and I can remember as a little boy getting up with my father and my elder brother and listening to the, oh, I was in sort of really, really young, and I can remember listening to the 71 tour and just the excitement and, you know, the pitches coming back with green. We didn't see them for a couple of days, but the quality of the rugby and the Lions brought something um, fresh and different, which New Zealand on that tour couldn't cope with. But again, um, even that tour, there was uh, the Canterbury game, which was an absolute disgrace and a scandal. Uh, even now, 50 years on, when you you, you, you read about it, it, it's absolutely awful. You had the violence of the 74 tour, which wasn't especially edifying. Um, but again, the Lions felt that that it, that was the way to get the job done. Yeah, and you're right, you know, in um, in 2005, you had the O'Driscoll incident, 2001. That was, uh, there was the Agara. And I was out there for that 2001 tour. And again, it seemed all of Australia were against the Lions. And you just wonder sometimes, wow, is, is this the way it has to be? And evidently, because it comes round to these countries once every 12 years, it's regarded as huge and massive. And um, they really do throw the kitchen sink at the job of, um, of beating the Lions. Again, 2009. Okay, we look back and yeah, it's a great rugby and 
in the final test, the Lions won with a bit of panache. But the second test was frankly awful with the Schalkberger incident, the back he's both a sort of hit on, on Adam Jones. Uh, and so it goes on. Every tour does seem to be tarnished. But where you're right, Matt, is, is the, the quality of the rugby on this tour has been pretty uninspiring. And I think, um, I think people will remember that. And um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, they've, got, they've got one more shot at it. And hopefully they, they, can, um, they can sort of uh, win uh, with, with a little bit of style. But Gatland, I know, will consider the first and foremost objective will be to get the result. Yeah. All right. We've got a we've got a couple of minutes left, Ben. So I want to want to be quick with this. But can can the Lions get the job done? Uh, yeah. I don't th- I don't think they're as far off as the result on Saturday showed. If you think sixty minute mark, it was what eleven nine, and then just they got nothing from the kicking game. Get nothing from the kicking game. You get no territory. If you get no territory, you're not going to be able to go through phases. If they get the kicking game right on on Saturday, if they sort their line out, which is massive, they didn't sell the sort of the front or the or the middle on on Saturday, so they kept going to the back, and South Africa could read it very easily. If they fix those two things, this is going to be a really tight affair on on Saturday, and I think they can fix these things in a week. Do that, South Africa will probably concede a lot more penalties if if the Lions territory and possession goes up they don't like defending multiple phases against the lions regardless of attacking threat and yeah i think once they get that done then yeah it's it's within their reach to win this all right mark you've got 60 seconds do you think the lions are going to get the job done on saturday um i wouldn't bet my house on it um i thought to say it won't happen um yeah, the two areas there that, that Ben identified, he's, he's spot on. Uh, they, they need to absolutely get the line out right. Um, I, I, I'd imagine that you, you're going to see a lot of kicking in play um, rather than for touch and giving South Africa line outs. And, um, and also, uh, I, I just think that... Um, South Africa not particularly brilliant under the high ball themselves. And, um, and so it, it really will be up to the likes of Dan Bigger, Liam Williams, Duan van der Merwe to contest high balls going through. And um, if they if they can get the line out and the, the kicking game right, I think they're on their way. But it's going to be a, a, a really, really big challenge for them. All right, there it is. Okay, so as we've done plenty of talking about it. Uh, the third test between the Lions and South Africa is obviously coming your way on Saturday. Before then, there's going to be lots of build-up and lots of chat about, and of course, you can catch all of that on Wednesday night.